Welcome to another episode of Searching for Grog. I'm Adam Passion, and I'm joined by Brandon, Evan, and Drew. I'm not going to give you guys your own shout out because you never come through on that. So um, (laughs) in the previous episode, we talked about MAGFest and how this Colossus Roar has become sort of a cultural meme there for the last maybe 20 years or so. And you guys actually had a chance to go and check out MAGWest, the sister festival to mag fest so i didn't get to go so i'm really curious how was it can you guys uh, what do you have to say about it um yeah it was it was pretty cool it was at the double tree hotel in san jose and um yeah i would i would say like overall a couple of the things that um i loved is just walking down the nostalgia i didn't really pay attention to it being called like to what mag meant so it wasn't until I think Evan, I think I was standing there with you, and us kind of me kind of putting together. Oh, it's music and gaming, because there were so many different. Um, it seems like the emphasis, at, at least at at Mag West, was a lot of the music, and so there was like um, there were some rooms where you could go in and just jam. Like we walked in a room, and there was a guy with like a full costume playing saxophone with another drummer and that kind of thing, and. Um, a lot of the hmm. games were like music oriented and that kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that I loved um, is some of the nostalgia, like I said. So like we went in, the first thing that we played, I think Drew and I sat down and we, we found um, Super Nintendo Mario Kart, which was pretty awesome. I've, I've played the um, Mario Kart 8 for a long time now for the last couple of years. And like going back in time to when, you know... Evan and Adam and, and Maddie and I would would you know play at our Nana's house uh, Mario Kart and it just like totally transported us back. Um, the game feels completely weird and it's really hard. In fact, Evan, you came and played with me for a little bit too. Um, yeah, it's, it's so different than every iteration that came after that. Can I ask, Boonie, how did you fare when you were when you were younger? Were you were you still as good? Do you think or? Um, I mean, he was good. He was good back in the day. I remember us being pretty, pretty, all pretty even, right? Like we had the winners would sit on the, get to sit on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. The three (laughs) of us were relatively even. I was, I was, I don't really remember it. I was probably a little bit of a notch below you guys, but I think we were relatively even. So we, with the, the winner got to sit on that little futon. Um, but Maddie, Maddie still is traumatized by that because she would play with us and we never took it easy on her. We never let her win. <laughs> and so she never got to sit on that little futon. And she told, right. she told us years later that she would, when we weren't there, she would go back to that little room and sit on the futon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to like, just to see what it was like. Cause she never got to do it playing Mario Kart. We should penalize her for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you didn't win. <laughs> I think we still have that futon, by the way. Drew, isn't that at uh, mom and dad's house? I think it is. Yeah, I used to see it in their, in their toy Don't room. Don't you still have that Super Nintendo too, Brandon? Yeah, I do. And I think we have that same cart of Mario Kart somewhere. So All right. what I remember is we would go there and spend the summers at Nana's house, and she only had that one game. 
And so, of course, we would rent games from Blockbuster, but for the most part, we were mostly playing that game. And we played it so much those summers, you know, I think fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. And we just took the whole Super Nintendo and the games with us back to Iowa when we left. <laughs> Not with no regard whatsoever to the fact that Evan and Maddie still live nearby and would be coming to Nana's house all the time. So, Was this at San Anselmo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, you know, what's really funny about that is, um, my mom used to get so mad. Like I would get, I would get like tense when I would play Nintendo and it would make it so I would wake up with like a stiff neck and my mom would always blame it on Nintendo that I would have a stiff neck. You get that because you play too much Nintendo and you're not meant to stare at a screen for that long. And, and, um, so the Friday that we went to MAGFest, we played Mario Kart and then, you know, we played Worms, which I think we should talk about too. Um, the next morning, I drove up and played a farmer's market, and my neck completely locked up on me. Like, I couldn't move. <laughs> I couldn't look up, and I was like, damn it, Mom. <laughs> you know why? You know why? It's because you keep all that stress there in your neck, and you're not doing the smart thing, which is throwing your controller when the game cheats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never had sore necks. I had broken controllers, but I yeah. never had a sore neck. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, then we went into this um this uh room that was completely blast from the past. It was like one of those old school LAN parties. They had these PCs um from like when we were in, you know, high school, early college kind of area era, uh like old gateway PCs, that kind of thing. And they had all these nineties games on them, uh or two thousands games on them, whatever. And one of them was Worms Armageddon. And so we sat there, Evan and, and Drew and I. We even had some people come in and join us a little bit. And we just, it just so, going back into the game, man, like renaming our characters and finding all like the ridiculous racist voice that they have in there for the worms. And like, um, just playing this game and remembering how <laughs> Evan and I used to sit online for so long and <laughs> play this stupid worms game. But it was like, I could have stayed in that room all night. Oh, yeah, same. Norton, what was your team name this time? I, I tried to recreate it as best I could. I can only get two names, a prison liver and uh chainstick. What was your team name? It was something like Steel Steel Giant Men or something Steel Metal Monsters or something like that. Steel Man, I can't remember that at all. I feel like it had a double like you used steel and then like metal or <laughs> iron or something like that. You Probably. used both like like steel, metal, iron. Right, like steel, metal versus steel wood. Right? Was Iron Fist yeah. one of them? Was Iron Fist one of your names? No, that's uh, an actual character. Oh. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I could have stolen that, but I don't think I knew about that character then. That's an that's an, a real character, and that's not even the worst name from that book because the other guy is Power Man. <laughs> the dumbest. <laughs> that's like the dumbest superhero name ever it doesn't even sound grammatically yeah. correct and then when they made a show of him they're like cage because they can't just call it power man because nobody would watch that shit that's right <laughs> sounds like a rejected mega man villain <laughs> yeah <laughs> dr wiley's like scrap heap all the like shit the, the shit mavericks who couldn't do anything um, there was um we we kept trying to find places to put um cards um because adam Adam and Evan kind of collaborated and made some um, uh, cards for us for this podcast so we could try to reach out. 
we didn't really see anybody. It seems like the Colossus thing hasn't become a thing at Mag West yet. Um, so we didn't get a ton of traction from that. But on one of the tables that we placed a card, we did notice uh, that there was a flyer for Whiskey Social. Um, That's right. Drew, what was, what, tell them what that was like. That was great. I'll plug the guy too. I actually have his business card still. Uh, Stake Driven Entertainment. Uh, we actually thought this was going to be hosted by the by the Mag Mag West, but it turned out just to be a, a friendly guy hosting it in his hotel room. So we went in. Um, we actually got to talk to some other people. It seems like almost everyone that was at Magfest or Mag West, rather, it was their first time, which I was surprised by. Uh, you know, I always think that uh, there's going to be those people that are uh, you know big fans. They come every year, kind of thing. But I know Mag West is just getting back up to speed. So we talked to a few people. One guy had a um, Steam Deck he was talking about, which I really wanted to play with, but he hadn't bought it that day. Um, anyway, yeah, that was a really interesting experience. But thank God we went because we're we're sitting sipping some some whiskey and overhear a conversation about the Mario Kart tournament as well and uh, i think the cutoff was maybe five ten minutes you know uh before or after we were in that room so we we quickly decided to throw back our drinks and book it over back to the game center to sign up which was his own experience i didn't realize until later on um and booney i don't know if you know this either but our counts now are are basically world records or not world records in the sense that we're anywhere high on that list but we can now go to any other tournament and use that same login. And it's like a, it's a public accessible info now. So my, my losing records available for everyone to see, which I'm really bummed about, but (laughs) (laughs) that was super fun too. I I know Ev, I don't know what you were doing during that time. Cause I think we both, Brent and I both entered and we, I think we, I expected at least to get out pretty quick. Um, But it lasted pretty long. What was your what was your take, Booney? Yeah, I didn't last. I mean, I think I lasted a little bit longer than you because I typically destroy you at Mario Kart. But yeah, <laughs> these um, once you get into the higher levels, man, it's uh, it's really intense. They know yeah. they have all these tracks memorized, and they know exactly what car and tire and and you know all the choices to use. And so you have I got to turn off auto hard. drift or whatever they kept saying too. Which but they don't have those. Are you talking about Mario Kart Eight or the? Mario old Kart oh 8, no, sorry. this was a Mario Kart Eight tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, "There's no tires or <laughs> auto drift in Mario Kart." Like, you basically choose if you want to be Peach or Yoshi. That's like the the maximum of choices. Yeah, we're Donkey. So we're Donkey was, Kong. That was really great. At least you know I had never participated in a uh, tournament like that before, so that was really fun. And I do have to comment too on the way out. We saw this kid because they had a, a virtual reality corner set up as well, just a PC with, you know, a headset. And this kid, because they had a monitor there, you could see what he was playing. He was playing Beat Saber, but it was like expert level. And yeah. it just looked like he was doing a full worm or just, you know, waving all of his arms and his entire body around. <laughs> but he had, he was getting everything, which I really wish I had caught a video of because it, it blows my mind when I see people play that hard. At that game. So he was streaming it to like a TV. You could see what he's doing inside. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. The VR station had okay. a TV hooked up to it so everyone could watch what they were doing. Yeah, it was, it was, it looked fake, 
but it was crazy how fast his arms were moving and accurately too. Like Ten, so kudos Dang. to him. So, so you guys basically are now pro gamers, and you're going to go head to head with like Billy Mitchell, the 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 contested Donkey Kong champion now, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's next year. Um, you know, we did get asked at one point while we were in the land room to uh, to maybe come back to Magwest. Um, we had, cause we were leaving our cards. And so one of the hosts there had heard we were talking about a podcast and asked for us to follow up, you know, to maybe set up some kind of meet cause he wanted to get more, um, more people to present at these, at these festivals. I think it was some anime con or something later on in the year, which is, okay. yeah, could be an experience, maybe another way to find our audience. Well, <laughs> if we find our person. I mean, if we don't, then we're like, yeah, here's what we did and never found him. And like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, like, I'm quite happy for the journey, but I don't think it would make for good (laughs) storytelling if we didn't find the person. So, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. So when, uh, when they were playing in the tournament, I opted out because, um, the last Mario Kart game, I think I, I have owned or played you know, for more than a few minutes is, uh, Mario 64. Um, so I was, <coughs> or Mario Kart 64. Um, so I was pretty out of my oh, I thought, I thought for a minute you meant like the penguin level where you're like yeah. racing down the <laughs> slide against the penguin. Like that's yeah. kind of Mario Kart adjacent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, uh, so I just kind of took a lap and I was, um, trying to hand out cards and kind of taking everything in. Um, it's a, it was a super, um, there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. and it seems like there are, uh, at least at the mag West, there was a lot of people that were there for one specific component. So um, hmm. as you kind of go around, there's um, like Brandon mentioned, there's a land room next to that. There's a tabletop gaming room. Um, and those were kind of off on one side. Uh, and it did seem like that was the kind of place where there's probably a couple of people that just come for that. And maybe they venture out a little bit, but um, but there's some people that are just super into those things and are, and are kind of camp out there. Um, and then if you go upstairs, there was a, um, like Brandon said, there was a jam room where you could kind of just show up and bring your instrument and, and get on stage and jam. And there's lots of people doing, you know, all kinds of cool stuff in there and just kind of jumping in. Um, and then there was sort of a, a bigger concert hall. Um where there were bands playing at night and we actually got to catch, um, the, uh, the tail end of one of those, um, the super soul brothers. I mean, just amazing musicians, but they just happen to be playing video game music. Um, okay. Yeah, and then they also had a um, a streaming area up there, so there was people like speedrunning games or or showing glitches in games and kind of like live streaming um, their content from the convention. Um, so that was super cool too. We kind of caught I caught a little bit of them playing Sonic up there and 
and speedrunning some Sonic games and um, Castlevania and um, all kind. Uh, we watched a little bit of uh, Yoshi's Island, uh, the the Mario <laughs> World Two Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Um, with Baby Mario. Yeah. So there's you know there's that kind of stuff, and then um, downstairs there's also there were also a bunch of panels and breakout sessions. That's probably the one thing we didn't. Uh, that and the tabletop gaming we really didn't do at all. Uh, but they have presenters and, and sessions, and those were really music-focused. Um, okay. But it did seem like there was a good chunk of people just going, going to you know, talk about music and learn about music and learn about video game music in particular. Uh, and then in the, the gaming area, there's just a bunch of you know, old TVs set up with consoles and uh, people playing you know, Sega Dreamcast and playing you know, Super Nintendo and playing Mario Party on on the 64. It was like this this crazy mix of games. Uh, and then there's an arcade section. And that is where I was hoping they would have a dedicated X-Men cabinet, and they didn't, uh, yeah. which was unfortunate. Oh. Um, they did so, have, like, an original DDR. Yeah. Oh, dang. Did you get Norton on that to show us his chops? <laughs> he didn't. He, uh, he was conspicuously... Uh, not on those machines ever. He never really got one way in line. <laughs> Poser. Um, I found out later because it wasn't operating on the Friday when the three of us were there. But when uh, I went back with uh, Norton for a little bit and when I went back with our cousins, Max and Jake, who met us on Saturday and Sunday, um, they had a kind of like a multi-game cabinet and they had X-Men mm-hmm. running on that. Um but there was no, you couldn't hear the sound, uh, and it, it's just oh. not, it's just not quite the same without the sound in the, in the real cabinet. Um, well, you get no Colossus roar. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the arcade area was was super cool, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. It was really heavy on the dancing um, and DDR kind of games, and the people that I saw on those, every time I went through, it was like the same kind of dozen people up going through those machines and they were incredible at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like to the point where they'd be, you know, there was a couple of them that would be like sleeping next to the machine, like taking a break. Cause it's, and you know, they have, they're sweating and they got their water bottles. Like it's a, it's an intense workout when you're just doing that all day. Um, yeah. But it seemed like some people were camped out just for that. And all weekend just were on those machines and just killing it. They were really, really good. So forget about Orange Theory, man. Just do your DDR. Yeah, God, seriously, really, really quickly. Yeah, Max and I found a uh, kind of like what Evan's saying out of the rhythm game. It's it's the one where you're holding two wooden sticks and you're you're hitting these big drums. On oh, the beat. Taiko one, yeah, Taiko yeah. Master or whatever. I think so. And it was, I think it was also imported from Japan because um, yeah, the entire menu, everything was in in Japanese, and so we were kind of just guessing at the difficulty we were choosing, the song, and all those things. And uh, oh, so fun though, you know we're 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 kind of just messing around with the machine, and then just like Evan said as well, as soon as we step off, these two people come back in. You can tell that they're waiting patiently, but like we're kind of fed up with seeing, you know, some B listers come up and mess with their machine because <laughs> they went ham yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> I have the uh, I have the Switch version of uh, Tyco Master here at my house. It's we don't play it all that much, but it has the little the big sticks and. You oh, that's can... cool. Yeah. So the uh, the other the other thing, so um, like Brandon mentioned, it was really not 
the, the X-Men game and the Colossus Row was really not a part of it. I was wearing my Welcome to Die shirt, and I maybe had like two people um, even recognize what that was from. Huh. Um, but there, it, it did introduce me to a couple games that were, um, that were totally unique to me, and, and <laughs> they were just so much fun. <laughs> um, so Max and I were playing um, one game. It's um, you. You probably are aware of this because again, it was a Japanese game um, where you just have to flip a table, and so the, <laughs> oh. the machine is just a big table, and <laughs> you know your character. You like choose what kind of food you want on the table. And then your character's on this baseball field, and you just have to throw this table in the air as hard as you can, and it's attached, so it just kind of slams up against the machine. And then <laughs> on the screen, your food tumbles into the air and, and flies, and you try to go as hard as you can. But you can just, I mean, you can absolutely destroy that thing. Like, you can hit it as hard as you want. Um, I've never seen that before, but that was, that was a new one for me. Yeah. I, I've heard, yeah, I've seen footage of this. I think I may have seen it once at a game, like an arcade here, but I never played it, yeah. Dude, it, it, it feels so good. I, yeah, I got a chance to play with it, uh, Max as well, and you really can just lay into it fully to the point where I'm pretty sure like every time I threw that table up, I thought I was breaking the machine, but it, it was fine. <laughs> it's Norton-proof. It's Grog-proof. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other game next to that that I played with Max and Jake was um, called Bishi Bashi Channel. And hmm. it reminded me of those old Wario games, like where there's these tiny mini games and you don't really know what's going to come up at any moment. And you just have yeah. three buttons in front of you. And so some random game will pop up and you have to, you know, time it or or uh, have your guy move side to side at the right time. Um, and that was really fun too, playing playing with a group. Because you're trying to beat, or you're trying to at least get into the top, you know, five scores on that machine. So you're kind of competing competing against people that have played that on that machine before. And if you can get into the top three or the top four, then you you don't lose a life and you get to keep going. Um, so that was a cool aspect of it too, is you're playing all these random mini ga- mini games and you're competing against all the people that have been playing all weekend long on those machines. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool, cool concept. Yeah, it was that fun. Although there's there's a couple games where you're just slamming your hand on the button as fast as you can, <laughs> and if you got a, if you got a couple of those in a row, like we were just groaning, like because our hands were just sore from just slapping this button for like thirty seconds straight, and then the next game you see, yeah. oh, I have to do it again. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of the old school N sixty four Mario party games where you'd have to like spin that little joystick yeah. thing oh, with your God, palm, totally. and just and you Mario get the little party. blisters. Yeah, you get the blister and you break your controller. <laughs> oh man i definitely remember those yeah, yeah. but yeah you know, overall it again it didn't really do anything for the voices and for um for our podcast overall mission um but i'm glad we went it was just fun like brandon said to relive the nostalgia and you know just being together playing games um remembering that stuff and then it was also a really inclusive environment which was cool just you know it it was all these people that are have similar interests, but maybe they're into very different specific things. Um, but everyone we met was really friendly. Um, there, like Drew said, if you're waiting in line for a machine you've never played before, no one was giving you like the evil eye. Um, hmm. The people in the tournament didn't seem like they cared if you know if you were a pro or you know you just kind of signed up for fun. You know, everyone was very welcoming and friendly, so yeah. I did appreciate that a lot. Yeah, it was a really good vibe at the place. They're just 
you could tell it was a safe place for a lot of people where they could just come and there was like a common interest for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. You know, going into it, because I've never been to a festival like that before. I, you know, I always think like, oh, I'm going to feel like an outsider. I don't don't know anything about these games. I'm not going to be very good. But yeah, just like you said, both of you, you know, even in that tournament, you're having all these guys just laugh and have a good time because that's really what it's all about. You know, just gaming and making new friends, which was awesome to see, especially after these last couple of years, you know, MagWest coming back. It felt just really good to be with some dudes with common interests like that and, you know, just getting back to what we love. DDR. Yeah, I, w- I remember being there in <laughs> DDR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Nori, nori, <laughs> nori. No, but I remember... Um, <laughs> Judy Crystal. I, uh, I remember at, like at the very beginning when we grabbed that flyer um, feeling kind of nervous because we, we were starting to figure out when we were looking at the flyer, we we're like, wait, this isn't a room. This isn't like one of the, you know, exhibit rooms. This is like a guy's like guest room. And yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this going to be like? You know, we walked by and this guy's just in there and he's brought all these snacks and, you know, salami and different alcohol, like different whiskeys and just offering everybody drinks and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Everyone's just hanging out in here and and drinking and nerding out about games and yeah, it was really cool. Well, so I sort of anticipated that that might happen, that you wouldn't have the X-Men connection or at least you wouldn't have the the uh, Colossus roar. I, I felt like that might be sort of an East Coast thing. So on my own, um, while I was... Well, actually, I guess I'll rewind a little bit. I got an email from my good friend, Bob, you guys know, and, you know, he's he's in that whole music scene. And so he said back in like 2005 or 2006, maybe he was um, on tour with his band Shinobu and they stayed with some of the organizers from MAGFest. And he remembers that there was a guy named Kurt who played in a whole bunch of bands and he organized a festival called Kurt Fest, which was all all of his bands. <laughs> so he was basically constantly on stage. Um, so that kind of put the idea in my head, like, hey, maybe we should talk to these guys because this idea of the Colossus Roar becoming its own kind of cultural meme is its own kind of interesting side story. And so I reached out, first of all, to the original founder of MAGFest. It's a guy named Joseph Yamin. And he started it in Virginia, I believe. And he got back to me really quickly. And he said, you know, um, I'd be happy to talk to you guys. But really, that Colossus thing started becoming popular around 2003. And he he founded the festival in 2001. And he sold it in 2003 to somebody named uh, Brendan Becker. Hmm. And Brendan Becker is a kind of digital musician. Um, he does like, you know, eight bit kind of chiptune, um, music. I think he put out an album. Um, he put out like a nine inch nails tribute album. That's all in like video game style.
Yeah, and, and so he he's kind of a a popular musician in that scene. He, he goes by the stage name Inverse Phase, and he took over the festival in 2003. And so I got a hold of him, and he's down to come in and hang out with us and talk on the show about the founding of that or not the founding but the creation of the colossus roar oh, cool um oh hell so yeah. that might be kind of a cool that's yeah, awesome, a cool yeah. talk and um also so the you know based on that youtube video that you found evan i watched that as well so you know in that one they give credit to the colossus roar to somebody named stuttering craig who is a podcaster and you know he i think he was on a really popular uh channel called screw attack um which he sold off so i did reach out to him too just to see you know pick his brain about the memories i didn't get a hold of him because he's he's kind of um i don't know he's pretty popular but he's also kind of controversial person recently so i I don't know about um, if I'm going to get through with him or not, but yeah, I think it'll be fun to talk to Brendan about digital music, about the festival, and and especially about this Colossus roar. Yeah, totally. let's do it. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it's it's kind of cool that we never had heard of this festival, um, but it overlaps so closely with things we've been talking about, and and now overlaps with you know people you know and 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 friends and um it's kind of cool that this kind of emerged out of out of nowhere but it overlaps so well yeah there is some weird little connections here and there you know six degrees from from uh, colossus i guess <laughs> soon to be six degrees from adam passion because you've been talking to so many people it's true <laughs> yeah that's that's the quick way to make you have a a, a six degree <laughs> connection to anybody is just you know expand your nodes <laughs> yeah totally so yeah, I think it'd be fun to get him on the show and then um yeah, kind of kind of explore the idea of this of this cultural meme at the same time. Ideally, like, like at it. the very end, I would love to show all of that to whoever did this voice. So Oh man. At Mag Fest in the East Coast. Yeah, that'd be so, the best. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that really would that would be the dream scenario. Somehow we found them and they were so totally unaware of the impact it had made. Um, that anyone even remembered that sound, and then we could we could kind of show them that not only do we have our podcast, but there's this whole you know festival of people emulating the voice that they did. Yeah. <laughs> it is really weird when you think about it in those terms. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Like especially if that person isn't a voice actor anymore, if they've moved on to some other career, you know, it's something they don't even think about, <laughs> and then someone shows up on yeah. the doorstep with all this. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's a good point to wrap this one up. But I, I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't get to join you in in the worms and uh, in the Mario Kart, but um, or the whiskey social in some random dude's <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> now, I'm curious because you know, Norton, you were afraid of going down in the basement yeah. of like a dude who I asked if we could come play his game. <laughs> But you weren't at all, you're like all cavalier, like, hey, let's go check out this dude's room where he's inviting us to drink alcohol. <laughs> oh, no, we were yeah. totally hesitated. It took a team effort. I think we both, all three of us kind of stared at each other. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, kind of just made a group decision. I do like whiskey. Yeah. No, what, hap- what happened was Brandon saw the salami and, and cheese and just, just barged <laughs> on in there. So we had to go okay. back up. 
I think we actually <laughs> walked by the room when we realized it was a, a room. And then we all looked at each other and like, do you want to go in there? And we're like, all right, let's just go. I do have to share too on his business card amongst, you know, voice actor, photographer. He does say, uh, party animal. Also, I cook, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We should have put that on our podcast flyer too. A bunch of soy boy beta cucks talk about video games. No, he I didn't say cook, cook, right? No, he, cook. Said cook. No, cook. he said cook. He said cook. Okay, well. <laughs> hey, it works both ways. <laughs> My point still stands. Yeah. Well, Adam Adam is now revealed to something a little bit too personal. <laughs> um. <laughs> what a great way to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, guys. All <laughs> You've been listening to Searching for Grog, a podcast about fuzzy memories, family mysteries, and the video games that tie them all together. Special thanks for this episode go out to Joseph Yamin and Brendan Becker. Our music is by Captive Portal. This episode and everything that we do is always and forever dedicated to the memory of our Nana, Barbara Belangi, and our cousin Alyssa Gunn Maldonado. <laughs>